What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Testing, 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 little, 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 Lee. <laughs> Maybe instead of having her eat spicy foods, we shove spicy foods up her butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> remember that from The Office? Yes, I do. I'm not just making stuff up. That, and do you remember the episode where Spongebob blows bubbles? into animals yeah. and he blows one up and then he's and Patrick's like oh, oh, it's a giraffe <laughs> Christ alright welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour what's going on Mike? Derek? we have a lot of things planned for this episode and I don't know if we have time for it we'll make time We'll make time. It's our show. We do what we want. We'll turn the timer off. We won't yeah. even use it. Or do you have one on right now? No. Good. There, yeah, just don't do it. All right. If it goes an hour, fine. If it goes 12 hours, whatever. I mean, it's fine. The people will listen. The people will listen. In segments, but they'll listen. Yes. I love it. Very much so. So how's your week, man? My week was good. It was busy. We did a lot for the wedding. I it's did. quick. It is. Five months. Remind the viewers. June 14th. I'm getting married, 2020, Ooh-hoo. five months Party. up in Maine, and we did the wedding registry, uh, the first good half of it. We have nine pages. Why up in Maine? So her family bought a house literally 100 years ago, and now it's passed really? down. Yeah, so they bought a house in a gunkwit. Uh, it's a coastal town, real small and quaint. It's awesome. And her family bought the house and basically passed it on generation to generation, and then now it's split as like a timeshare where the families have their week in Maine. Oh, Jesus Christ. Starting off hot, dude. Wow. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. So the, so yeah, so she's always wanted to get married up there. It was like her, her dream growing up. Excuse me. There's a lot of swallowing going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of happening. That was a big gulp. Yeah, there's a lot you of got happening. the Irish pours going on. Sure do. <laughs> this whiskey's worth it. Oh, yeah. So, she mentioned it to me after dating for about two years that she wanted to get married in Maine. 
I didn't understand it. I wasn't too fond of the idea initially because my whole family's in Buffalo. Her family's from Syracuse. Right. And I'm like, why? And then learned about her family, where she's at, and then come to find out that she's got a lot of family in Maine as well. That's still up there. And that's a great place to be, basically. The state's awesome. Took a trip up to Maine, and I fell in love with it because I was able to kind of relax, enjoy it, and then take it all in. We actually stayed at the house. So we're the seventh, I think, fa- the seventh family member couple, basically, to get married at the house. Oh, cool. So it's kind of a tradition? Yeah. Nice. It's pretty sweet. So I'm excited. Yeah, and Maine's beautiful. I'm so excited for it. It's going to be a blast. I should probably start booking Airbnbs and stuff now. Oh, dude, I have... I've Okay, I see you all the time, and we have yet to talk about any of that. <laughs> so off off the podcast, we definitely need because to sit down. Because you and I just have so much more on our mind. I know, so seriously. But yeah, you need to book a hotel. <laughs> um, hotel rates are available. You can book Airbnbs and bed and breakfasts, but um, yeah, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. we'll do that. We'll do that after the pod, bro. After you got a pod, pod life. Yeah. Bro. We got to focus on it. Pod, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's cool. Well, that's a busy week for you. And then we also went to Finger Lakes. Yeah. So the day before and the registry. We took a little broke trip. We took a bro trip. Um, so yeah. So Sunday was full of wedding stuff. Saturday night was full of wedding stuff. Um, but yeah, we did the suits for the for the guys, the registry after that. And then we ate, went home, and then watched football. Saturday, we went to Finger Lakes. We planned for Sunday, figured all that out, and then watched football. Nice. Um. So that was a productive weekend. But yeah, the Finger Lakes trip was awesome. Yeah. We went to a cafe, deli place. Got some grub. Delicious. It was good. Huge sandwich on your end. Yeah. Scarfed mine down. But I stuck to one sandwich. 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 Stuck to one sandwich. Yeah. So I'm keeping with my New Year's resolution. That's what I'm talking about. Already going three weeks strong, bro. So strong. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the it was actually kind of funny. The whole chip dilemma. Yeah. Mike just decides that he wanted to go off and just grab a bag of chips. Even though it came with chips, he's like, I'm going to grab them and open them. I thought it was like a Subway thing where it's like, I want my sandwich with chips. And then I saw on the menu, it comes with chips and a pretzel. I was like, sweet. So I'm going to grab my chips and start eating them now because I'm hungry. Come to find out that no, he just like scoops chips into your to-go tray. And you totally just got those chips for free. So he gifted me the chips. Appreciate you. I don't know if he gifted them. I just don't think he didn't know that you didn't pay for them. I mean, I kind of explained, <laughs> you're probably right, but I explained yeah. to him too, like, just disregard <laughs> the chips that are going to go in that tray and I'll just take these instead and then we'll just call it a wash. Yeah. But instead, because of his force of habit from working there, he just gave me chips anyways. Yeah, he's just like, here, take these. Yeah. I didn't even put in my earpiece. You don't need to. What am I, new here? Yeah, but I don't, do you have to? Oh, I think yeah. you're good. Dude, I want to hear what you and I are talking about. All right. So anyway, what, what else? So we went to the Finger Lakes. What did we go for? We linked up with... Finger Lakes Distilling, and they have a lot of products, like 17 a lot of products. A ton, yeah. A ton of stuff. So it was actually really cool. We linked up with Brian McKenzie. He's a super down-to-earth guy from Elmira, and then went to Cornell. I wonder if he met Andy, but anyways. <laughs> and here comes travel. <laughs> here comes travel. So... <laughs> They have acapella, uh, man. Acapella. So yeah. So they have. Um, we tried their rye. Why? Yeah. Rye? No rye. Why we tried did their try rye. Their yeah. Seriously. And their bourbon. And then also their peat. Uh, what's the Irish one that you had? Uh, the single pot still. Single, or single pot. Yeah. Pot, the pure pot still whiskey is the one that I had. Yeah. Yeah. During the interview. Yeah. It was good. So. 
the... Oh, yeah. Now I can hear. Look at that, man. Look at that. Quick setup. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we interviewed Brian, went over their history, his history, where he's from, his humble beginnings, um, basically why he took the leap of faith, his involvement in the politics side of things for the state, mm-hmm. and trying to get whiskey on the same scale as wine in regards to shipping yeah. out of states. Which is huge. Yeah. Which I didn't know that wine was so, yeah, you can do whatever you want with it, whereas distilled spirits are not like that at all. Yeah, but he said that they had to work hard for it. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm not discounting anything that the wine people did, but... Yeah, I just didn't realize that yeah. they had to work hard for it. Because sure. most... I mean, you you don't think about it. You're just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to ship you wine. Like, that's a implied task. Who are we talking to that discussed the intricacies of that? Was it Tony from Three Chord? We were talking with somebody around the intricacies of shipping wine and shipping distilled spirits. And basically, you your state has to allow for it. It was a quarry. And the state... Oh, Corey, okay, yeah. yeah. And the state that you're sending it to, or you want to send it to, has to allow for it, too. And there has to be that state-to-state partnership in order for you to send it. Yeah, there's interstate and intrastate. Correct, yeah. So you can send it interstate, like within, no, intrastate. You can send it intrastate. Yeah. But you can't send it interstate unless they have a partnership with your state to send spirits back and forth, which is very rare at this time. Yeah. Because of legislation. And that's what they're trying to work on. Mm-hmm. So, Brian was Brian McKenzie was one of the forefront leaders in getting the Farm Act passed back in the early 2000s so that you can use local products and then sell your product yeah. in the same location and then do the tourist aspect of it where you can do tours, bring people through your facilities and stuff like that mm-hmm. because before you weren't allowed to. Yeah. He was so. part of it with uh, Corey Moscato, who we interviewed yeah. from Lockhouse. Yeah. Uh, which is cool to see all these different distilleries knowing each other and partnering together to conquer the same goal of helping New York spirits thrive. Brian yeah. was a very, very humble guy, too. So if you are interested in hearing that interview, which you should be because it was a great interview, it's going to be releasing this Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely go check that out because it was a great interview and he was very knowledgeable about everything. Yeah, he's a bro. Yeah. He's a riot. Off the camera, he was a riot. Yeah. Making a lot of jokes. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. So what do we got here today? So we got their bourbon. Um, I'm obsessed with their label. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep that in mind later. But yeah, this is just a straight bourbon whiskey. It's a 750 milliliter bottle, 45.5% alcohol per volume, and it's a 91 proof. So this is up there in proof, mm-hmm. but it's extremely smooth. It's a classic taste for their classic label. Yeah. I'm all about it. What's um, interesting with this is they have a big company, and I'm sorry I cut you off for the, for the bourbon topic. No, you're good. They're a really large distilling company, and they wanted to separate their bourbons from the rest of their products. Mm-hmm. So they have a Finger Lakes product for their flavored like uh, liqueurs and everything. So it's the Finger Lakes cranberry, whatever it is. Yeah, and the but, grappa, all yeah, that the stuff. Yeah, the grappa and all that is Finger Lakes based or branded. Whereas this whiskey is Mackenzie branded, which is his last name, because he wanted to separate the two different kind of arenas that they play in. Yeah. Because they're different. I mean, brown spirits are very different than clear spirits. So that's really cool that they do that. And it takes a lot of effort to uphold two different brands. Oh, so, yeah. So I'm sorry. No, you're good. But yeah, their, their bourbon whiskey is a rich bourbon with just enough rye spice to complement the subtle sweetness and then they also noted that they have a local variety of corn and they make it a 70 percent mash bill yeah so it's actually one of the best that we've had yeah i agree so 
just because you talked on, talked about the local corn. Uh, I do want to read the history of Finger Lakes Distilling. Again, he kind of touches a little bit on it during the interview, but like I said, he was very humble, and he uh, he talked about it a little bit, but he, this is what they have on the back of their menu. He gave us great cards and um, tools to use during this podcast just so we can talk about Finger Lakes in the correct way. They have this that they want everybody to hear. It's better than you and I just trying to make shift something ourselves. So I'm going to read directly from here, so bear with me for a second. So located in the heart of the Finger Lakes wine country, overlooking Seneca Lake, Finger Lakes Distilling is one of the oldest and largest distilleries in New York State. We use all naturally, locally grown fruits and grains to create high-quality, handcrafted spirits, including vodka, gin, brandy, grappa, liqueurs, and our flagship line of Mackenzie whiskeys. Finger Lakes Distilling is proud to have been part of the small group of distillers who brought distilling back to New York State. Our philosophy is to be genuine about everything we do, handcrafting all products from scratch so we can retain control and ensure quality. Over 95% of the ingredients used at Finger Lakes Distilling are grown locally, including their corn, rye, wheat, malted barley, grapes, apples, cherries, berries, pears, and maple syrup, which is a ton of stuff to be growing on the plot of land that they have. Yeah. And what's cool, which this doesn't talk about, but what's cool is you were telling me during your research that all of their leftover like actual food items, like the wheat, rye, apples, and everything, goes back to local farmers for them to feed their animals. Yeah, the, awesome. the spent grains yeah. are given back and used as feed. And then they have they have a lot of different stuff. They soak real fruit in the spirit. They don't use any extract or synthetic flavoring, right. which is actually really cool because I think that they're the first, at least that we know for this podcast, yeah. that does that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just... They do a lot to give back and work with local. Yeah. And then the last paragraph here just says, The distillery was started in 2007 by the McKenzie family, who has deep ties to the Finger Lakes, so they were around there. And the production facility and tasting room are a major destination in the region for over 35,000 visitors per year. Finger Lakes distilling spirits have received national recognition for their quality, garnering numerous awards and press over the years. Also, they offer distillery tours, so you can go there and get a tour of the full distillery, which is an incredible experience because they have what they called a wee still yeah which was awesome yeah they have basically this mini still so for everybody who doesn't know a still is where you really like make and ferment and distill all of your liquors in and they have a a wee one which is probably about three feet tall normally these things are 20 feet tall but it's more of an experimental still where you can make small batches of stuff to see how it tastes Mm -hmm. which is sweet yeah uh, and then they also do original gin workshops, too. So you can go to the distillery, purchase really like this ticket or class ticket, and you go to their crafting room where they have different herbs and spices and um, just natural occurring ingredients, and you can create your own wow. gin based off of your taste. It's incredible. Yeah. There's Cleo. She loved it, too. Um, but, yeah, so it was a really, really cool experience. Wow. It's an awesome setup that he had there, and uh, we're very thankful that he was there and let us come. Yeah. And another cool thing, too, is the whole distillery itself was designed in style of the traditional Scottish whiskey. So as you and I were driving by, I'm like, that looks like Lagavulin whiskey, their, their distillery. Right. And we get inside, and he's like, yep, that's kind of what we based it off of. So it was pretty cool to see. Beautiful white building with red uh, accents and black roofs it, very traditional scottish style distilleries that you would see on on tv or parks and rec so it, it was a really cool experience so um yeah anything else for this whiskey that we want to 
talk about right now? Not yet. We're going to dive in hard. Hard. This rating section is going to be extensive because we have a lot of notes to pick out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was really cool. Um, one cool thing, too, that we should note is they're available in California. So if you don't listen to the interview, uh, you should know now that they're available in California. Yeah, there's multiple states that they're in. Yeah. But San Fran, L.A., San Diego. The, yeah, the or, whole state. Basically. Yeah, basically. But, yeah, those three specifically he named. So take a look out for them. And then for people in Buffalo that are not near Seneca Lake, they are offered in premier stores. Mm-hmm. And then I think he mentioned like onesie twosie liquor stores up in Buffalo, but their presence isn't huge in Buffalo. Yeah. So so you want to get their presence huge in Buffalo because everyone in the local area of Buffalo is missing out. Yes. This is some fantastic whiskey. Sure is. All in. They have, uh, do you want to touch on the different types of whiskey that they have with that uh, sheet in front of you? Yeah. So they have the, this, the rye, the pure pot still whiskey that you tried, and then the gin, and then those are the three. So for the mash bills on the rye, uh, it's 80% rye, 20% malted barley. It's aged a minimum of three years in American oak. And then for their pure pot still whiskey, it's 80% barley, fif- f- yeah, 15% malted barley, and 5% oaks. Same thing. It's aged a minimum of three years. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, this guy that we have here is 70-20-10. So it's 70% corn, 20% rye, 10% malted barley, aged a minimum of four years. So this is... Uh, all of their products are really extensive. Mm-hmm. And then, like he said, and kept saying handcrafted, and the process is done their way, mm-hmm. which is correct and slow, and they're not rushing anything. Yeah. They, they also had a limited-release single malt whiskey that was based off of like a Scottish-style whiskey, and it was it tasted like a cigar going down. It was insane. It was so tobacco-y, yeah. but I wanted it bad. It retailed at $150 per bottle. <laughs> yeah. For those interested. Yeah. Where these are actually relatively uh, well-priced. Like, the one that we have here is $42.50. Yeah. Which is pretty comparable, if not a little cheaper. Mm Mm-hmm. What was that? That's not 15 minutes. I don't think so. Uh. (laughs) But cheers, man. (laughs) Cheers. But that's comparable to what we have throughout the other whiskeys that we've tried. We also have... We also have branded McKenzie Whiskey Glencairn Glasses. So, something to think about. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. It's got legs, too, dude. Yeah, it does. But, again, it's, it's thank you, Brian, oily. for everything. Because all this information and the glasses, the whiskey, it's uh, it made the experience that much better. Oh, yeah. So, we appreciate it. They have an extensive barrel warehouse, too. Their barrel house is sweet. Yeah. And it as was, soon as you walk in, it's just... <sighs> it was over a thousand barrels inside that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it was sweet, and it smelled fantastic. I'm so jealous. I want that aroma in my house at all times. I wonder, do you think that they have a, a candle of bourbon or whiskey or something like that? Why would I want a pine-scented candle when I can open the windows? <laughs> and let the smell of the natural pines come in. <laughs> um, but no, like, wouldn't that be cool to have a whiskey? Yeah, of course it would. They have campfires, so I'm sure that they have whiskey. Which, actually... Just build a campfire in your house, you I'm sure that's safe. candle that just came out? No, okay, first of all, how did you find out that this was released? Do you look up candle releases? No, because it's a controversial candle. No, I don't know what it smells like. Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow, okay. I'm pretty sure, released 
a candle scented something that you wouldn't necessarily want to smell of hers. Like a body part? Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Outstanding. This is another reason. I can't stand Hollywood. Right? Like, who who would ever think, you know what? This is going to sell. It's 75 bucks, too. There's someone out 75 there, 75 bucks. Dude. There's someone out there. It's crazy. I w- I'm not buying it. Why? Why? I don't but know. But if they can make a candle with that, they can make one with bourbon. I agree. It wouldn't be maple because maple would be some maple would be bacon. But some other concoction of smells can give you that wood, oaky afterbirth, as I w- Michael Scott calls it. I want, goodness, <laughs> I want a candle that smells like waffles or pancakes or breakfast foods. That'd be good. Yeah. Leslie Nope approved. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'd be pretty cool. Were you, are you like a, a big candle house household? We use candles, but it's not like we have a giant inventory or a closet full of candles What's waiting to be burned. What's your go-to candle? Um, ones that are made in a gunquit. There's a famous store that you can buy I candles meant, in. like flavor. Not flavor. That's weird if you're eating them. Yeah. I meant aroma. A thousand percent not eating <laughs> candles. Um, I don't know, like the generic name ones, like Cozy Home or... I, oh, so there's no, like, you're, you're not a vanilla bean? Correct, no. Or something? Yeah, no. I don't I don't just buy one scent. I don't buy just lavender candles. <clears throat> It'll help you sleep better. Listen. Did you, are you like a, uh, a holiday candle person? She is. Yeah. Like, during the Christmas time, you'll get pine candles and... Oh, she tried, I told her no. apple, really. Why? You don't like it? If you want to smell pine... We're going camping. That's what I tell her. Oh my God. And then I also quote Ron Swanson every time, and then she laughs and lets it go. This show is going to be sponsored by NBC eventually. I know. Because we just keep quoting those two shows. I'm surprised we don't quote Brooklyn Nine-Nine more. Yeah, I know. But well, because the new season did release. It's going to release soon. I know. I'm stoked. So I'm going to have no life. Not that I have a life outside of that anyway, but I'm going to have no life there. If anyone wants to know what I'm like as a friend, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and New Girl. And I'm like Schmidt. And boil. <laughs> yeah, you are like boil. Yes. You are definitely I'm boil. very much like boil. I, I think I'm like the captain more. Like when no, Andy kidding. Sandberg tells Boyle that if he dies on the FBI mission that he can take his desk. And then Boyle just looks at him and goes, I will sit at it always. <laughs> that is 100% my loyalty and friendships. Yeah. But yeah. So. Do you guys have a, a real tree for Christmas? No. 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 So you don't want to light pine candles to get the smell of the real that tree. was her thought and i said no that's what i'm saying see we did that and it made me feel happier i'm happy for you man Thanks, that's man. awesome Appreciate it. i don't you know what if you spent eight and a half years in the woods the last thing you'd want to smell inside your house is a pine tree that's, that's a good point so good i point. tell her all the time if you want nice. to smell pine i'll take you somewhere and i'll let you nose up <laughs> go for it for those that don't the last eight and a half years in a cubicle so yeah pine exactly and for the uh, audio listeners only, I just nosed my fog cover in front of the microphone. Your pop filter? <laughs> yeah, my pop What's filter. A fog cover? I don't know, man. Whatever this thing is. <laughs> you think I know equipment? Come on. I just nosed that fog <laughs> cover. Oh, gosh. That's funny. So, yeah. <sighs> That's where we're at. But, yeah. So, speaking of candles, what is your, like, car smell? Do it's, you have air freshener in your no, car? No. I detail my truck constantly, so it smells like detail products. Oh. And that's just as glorious than putting black ice 
hanging from my rearview mirror, so it smells like a 2000 Honda CVR. Yeah, taxi cab in New York City. Yeah, and then your seats smell like the body spray bod (laughs) from back in the day. (laughs) Just spraying down your seats. Yeah, a Mexican shower. It's nothing but Axe body spray. I didn't mean to go there. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, I should not provoke him to say that. If you cancel him, don't cancel me. Uh, yeah, but yes, you're right. That That is exactly what it smells like. Yes. So, all right. Well, this is our last episode. So, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks uh, for the support so far. I'm sorry for ruining it for the people. Dude, we have a lot of stuff coming up. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But did you ever have a car that you just couldn't get the smell out of like it was just such a shitty car what was your first car a dodge intrepid Ooh! i bought it for my buddy for 900 dollars. really i totaled it on christmas solid yeah on christmas where how the ford plant barrier on mile strip oh shit really yeah uh i was driving to i think i was driving home yeah i was driving home from my buddy's house and it was late it was like 11 o'clock it was the fresh slush snowfall oh and i took the do it i was going five to mile strip up to south park and the you make the right and then you got the circle to your left Mm -hmm. i took that right hand turn going about 20 25 miles an hour the ass end of the car kicked out and i started drifting it and i was like all day i got this all All, day all day not realizing that that, e-brake no it no (laughs) there was there was no (laughs) e-brake in that car um, it had like the pedal e-brake. It didn't have the lift oh, up e-brake. Yeah. So I didn't correct it fast enough because I was one step ahead, not two steps ahead. So I was overcorrecting one way. And then once the car caught, it did exactly where the wheels were pointing. Yep. And then it just threw me into the wall and totaled it. I had the, really? fan, yeah, the engine fan was basically sitting in the passenger seat. Radiator was just destroyed all the fluids were dumped out of the street Holy shit. yeah so then i just pushed it off to the side of the road and then i almost punched the window out and i was like i'm not gonna get mad i'm just gonna stand here freeze and I, then call my dad wow well glad you're okay i told yeah. my first car too where west seneca right in east and west and mill how old were you mm, a 17 18 I think I think I was 18 when I totaled my car. Let's say that Terrible. I just didn't know what I was doing at the time. We'll leave it at that. I wasn't inebriated. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, Statue but of limitations forever ago. What? Yeah, but it was forever ago. Oh, no, it was like the first episode or second episode. You and I talked about this. Yeah, Statue forever of limitations. ago. Yeah, no, really. It's like two, <laughs> three months already. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I fell asleep at the wheel. So I was working at three o'clock. In the morning. Well, because so, you had to buy your first motorcycle oh yeah, and beat me to it. That's all I needed. You had to grind. Yeah. They're like, are you, you really want to buy this motorcycle? I'm like, I crashed my car for this. I'm doing this. I'm yeah. sure your mother loved that logic. Oh, yeah. She was a real big fan of me working at 3 a.m. too. It didn't worry her at all. I would get calls literally every day <laughs> when the sirens would go on around the house. Derek, are you okay? And then the one time I was not, so... Yeah, it sucked. I had like a huge indent in my forehead from like the hairline all the way down to my eye because I was an angsty kid and I'm like, I'm not going to wear my seatbelt. I'm too cool for my seatbelt. Really? And then when I, yeah, when I, when I hit the girl, uh, my head went right to the A-beam yeah. in the car and that's, uh, yeah, that's the story of that. No kidding. It was a good time, man. I got in a huge accident when I was in high school 
and I did not wear a seatbelt, and I had the least injuries. Really? Out of everyone in the car. There were four people total in the car, including me. And we left the road, went airborne, split a oak tree and a house. Shit. And went airborne for about 20, 30 feet, and then landed on the other side of their driveway and totaled the back end of the car, and we all went to the hospital. And then two weeks later, I was in minicamp for football. Starting linebacker and tight end. Yeah, it's fine. Dude, it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I held on to the front, the driver's seat. I held on to it. And then I bear hugged my buddy who was driving to the seat. And then we were just flying through the air and I was looking around. And then my other buddy got knocked out because his head hit the window, knocked himself out. And then there was a girl next to me. And she, I think she sliced her ear. And then um, my buddy was just kind of like, drifting the car in midair not doing anything just turning mm-hmm. the wheels but in his mind he was steering the car and yeah, then like we, trying to get away from the tree while airborne yeah like, and, dude it was crazy because a year before that there was a kid that actually passed away unfortunately by hitting the tree oh really he did the same thing but he went sideways into the tree, tree out. yeah so like well they did but he oh, did they really yeah so he hit the tree sideways um with his left shoulder and then wrapped the car around the tree and he passed away Jesus. So luckily we split the tree, but then our, the back bumper of the car went into the front door of the house. And then we Shit. wiped out their entire porch railing and everything. It was like a concrete pad by the time everything was, was all there, said and done. Was it like snowy or something? No, it was raining. Oh. And we took the corner too fast. Yeah. And then he just lost control because his tires were slightly bald. <laughs> well, remember when I took the corner too fast on... Never mind. <laughs> Yes, we're not going to talk about the motorcycle accident. No, I never was in a motorcycle accident. I'm like, there's people that listen to the podcast that don't know about it. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. that part out. Yeah. Statue of limitations, mom. Don't get mad. I mean, to be fair, there was no accident. You just decided to lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. I didn't go to sleep. Well, you know. I took a corner too quick and hit gravel, and then I decided to front flip over the handlebars. And then I got aggro crag and lifted it up with one finger, and you're like, Jesus, dude. Yeah, because it was a full tank of gas, and I'm like, I can't even move this bike, and you just deadlift it. I'm like, okay, Hulk. And then I had to drive home the full way in, like, second gear. Do you remember that? No, I forgot. Dude, we're we're, we're driving through, like, the... East Aurora. yeah, it was East Aurora. Yeah, we're going through East Aurora. Yeah, we're driving through East Aurora, and the bike's winding because it's at 6,000 RPMs. It's just like, no, it wasn't 6,000. It was actually higher than that, probably like 10. And the bike was just whining. Yeah. And everyone's looking at us, and I'm just like bruised and shackled, and I don't have a bike anymore, so there you go. You actually did a really good job of just riding through the grass, though. You would have been fine, except there was a rut. Yeah. You hit the rut, and that was it. There was a hor- It was a perpendicular rut to the way that you were driving yeah. on the grass, and then your front wheel just hit that, and then that was it. If it wasn't anything ridiculous. Yeah, my thumb still isn't the same from that. Like, yeah, because it jammed it in the handlebar. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure I dislocated it, and it's just like there now. It's like, yo, what's up? I'm I'm here. Why don't you just get it looked at? Because it's too late now. There's cartilage buildup. I'll have to do surgery. It's fine. It doesn't hurt. All right, watch that. Yeah. I don't go to the doctors. I don't believe in them, so. You know what helps? Um, what? Whiskey helps. It does. It helps a lot. So, speaking of that, i got to give my buddy a <laughs> shout-out. <laughs> a little segue to get your it. mom off of our tail for yeah. screaming at us. Whiskey helps, man. So... I got a random package um, from a friend of mine who's a state trooper. He'll remain nameless just for his sake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's Whiskey Helps. It's a grunt style shirt. It's my first ever grunt style shirt. I don't know what that means. It's the brand. Oh. Yeah, it's it's the 
the actual company. Oh, that's cool. It's actually a prior service Marine who started the company. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a, a nice t-shirt. There's a lot of local, or not local, but veteran-owned companies that people just don't know about. Yeah, man. It's you awesome. want me to name two of them? Yeah, go for it. Okay, Walmart and FedEx. Mm-hmm. Boom. Where was I just listening to that? I told you. No. Yes. I mean, you might have, but I just heard it on something that I was just listening to. On the way to work this morning. What was I listening to? I don't know. Was it another pod? Maybe. But yeah, Walmart, FedEx, and there's another big one. Oh, GoDaddy. Yeah, go, hey, you were yeah that was this. me. Yeah, and GoDaddy. Because I learned that from a podcast. Uh, mentors. Me, hold on. Let me Maybe get it right. Tell me this. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. All my days blur together now. Mentors for Military oh, okay. is the name of the podcast. It's actually a really, really good podcast for any vets that are interested. But they have special guests on every episode. And then they just talk about their stories. Um, sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. So I heard it through them. And they basically were just discussing how a lot of vets after World War II got into being business owners. And then how networking is huge, which hence my Facebook post where I talk about networking. Mm-hmm. And then he brought up... Um, I was scanning through some of the episodes to see who they had on, and they had the founder of Gunstyle, Grunstyle, oh, sorry, on their podcast. So I'm going to listen to that in a little bit. But yeah, it was pretty cool. So thanks for the uh, thanks for the shirt, brother. Well, maybe eventually they'll have the uh, founder of the Buffalo Happy Hour on. That's what I'm talking about, about his uh, service. Oh yeah, all my my great stories yeah. of my cherry service. Hell Absolutely, yeah, you were telling me some good stories on the way back from the Finger Lakes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some good ones. Yeah, cheers, cheers, dude. There's. <laughs> All right, it's definitely not every 15 minutes anymore. Or it might be. We're at 30 minutes right now. There were three beeps in 30 minutes. But we also started real quick. Yeah. At like zero, 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 you know? Yeah. Zero, zero. <laughs> zero, zero, zero. So, yeah. Um, for the episode today, we wanted to discuss our history and background and like where we're from, but we didn't want it to have it be a legitimate segment where we ask each other the same questions. We just wanted to have an mm-hmm. organic conversation about our upbringing so that people actually understood kind of like where we're from. So they don't think we're two like total ritzy kids that had it all growing like up. Bobby board shorts, like Bobby board shorts at <laughs> Oyster Bay with the heated driveway. Here we go again. <laughs> but oh, Jesus. Oh geez. But yeah. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about the first cars that we had because we, we grew up with cheap cars because I, I didn't tell you mine, but I had a 1994 Honda Accord. So we Born. weren't, yeah, like we, the car was literally two years old or two years younger than I was. So we, we didn't grow up in like super wealth, but, and we talked about this during our motivation episode though, quite a bit is <clears throat> you and I are the same as we're self builders and we want to continue to thrive on our own without, or with as little external help as possible. Right. And not external help by saying, like, our supporters aren't helping us. Like, our listeners are helping us quite a bit. But we didn't get all this equipment and we didn't do this out of some sort of miracle because we won the lottery or anything. We did this to help everybody as well. So we we hope that with you helping us by listening, we're also helping you guys by introducing you to more distilleries or more uh, life advice or some of the cool stuff that we have coming up because we had a lot of cool stuff coming up too. Yeah. Dude, we have if the one pans out like it i hope is going to we'll have six interviews releasing in a row which is insane That's huge because we initially we fought pretty hard to get some of the interviews Mm -hmm. so i'm excited that now it's just like what day you available and that's it there's Mm -hmm. almost no question yeah which is exciting and shows growth yeah 
So what about what about your childhood? Do you wanna do you wanna highlight, Mike? Michael, we didn't really want this to be a Q and A, but I think that this is at least a good place to start. All right, so I'm from the suburbs of Buffalo, specifically Hamburg. Whoop, whoop. Uh, my whole family rode to South Buffalo. You went to Frontier, right? Yeah, went to Frontier, graduated 2010, went to a college that we won't name, but it has a community feel, yeah. and it's named after a major lake <laughs> yeah. that we're next to. Or the biggest county. Yeah, or the biggest county um, in the state. So, <clears throat> good times. So, so yeah, so growing up in Hamburg was pretty interesting because I moved there when I was two. My parents got divorced uh, pretty early on. Uh, actually, I was too when they got divorced. So Me too. I, I moved out to Hamburg. Me too. Wild times. And we initially, we moved a few times before the divorce. So I was born in Mercy Hospital and then literally was walked home because I lived on Cumberland and then, which is literally up the street. Mm-hmm. So lived there for a little bit and then went to Lackawanna. Parents got divorced when they were in Lackawanna and then my mom moved to Hamburg and then moved in with her eventual husband, my stepdad. And then my dad moved to West Seneca where he's from. And then now he's remarried after 16 years of dating my stepmom. They got married. Um, and then they live in, yeah, they're still in West Seneca. And then I lived in Hamburg my whole life, which was pretty interesting because my stepdad's a Vietnam vet, great guy. And he taught me a lot of different things about work um, and, and life. And I give him a lot of credit too. Was he motivation or any reason for you going to the army? No. Um, well, I mean, without him, I really wouldn't have been in VFWs. And then I knew that I wanted to serve when I was nine, when I was in a specific VFW looking out the window and there was a 30 K on the window. Um, I'll never forget it. And then I was actually playing shuffleboard and I was just looking around and the camaraderie and the, the different photos that you see in VFWs and stuff. And just the whole the culture, I knew at that point, I was like, yeah, this is probably something I'm going to do. And I was nine. It's just mm-hmm. kind of one of those weird things. And then, uh, so he, it was interesting growing up with him because I would always ask. I always thought like, hey, do you want help with that? Like I was being nice, but he came from a different mindset where why ask, just do. So instead of asking me for help in stacking wood, just walk over, grab a piece of wood and put it up and start stacking wood with me. Mm-hmm. And it's more action than words. So that was a whole different mental switch that I couldn't grasp until I was like 16. Yeah. It's an interesting concept because you're being polite by asking, but someone is like, be more polite and just do, which is like, Whoa, that's a good way to put it. But yeah. I didn't know that I could be more polite, but I guess I could. There's always room for improvement. That, but it was also like, it almost bothered him that I would ask. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, like, that's how I felt. Like, I felt like I was actually pissing him off for asking him, hey, can I help you? Um, Instead of just walking down and grabbing a piece of wood. So eventually I did. I just like, I, I asked my mom, I remember the conversation. I'm like, well, he doesn't let me if I ask. And she's like, well, I don't know. Then just like do it. I was like, okay. So then I did. And then he wouldn't say anything. He would just look at me, like nod, mm-hmm. and then keep going. But uh, yeah, we're surrounded by farms. I grew up skateboarding, nice. um, doing like manual labor. I thought and you were going to say doing manuals. No. What was your go-to trick on skateboards? Manuals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? What were those uh, stupid things where you would... I hated them because I could never do them. And then whenever I would play skate with my friends, they would always do them. And I'm like, you suck because that's not even a real move. But where you, like Rodney Mullins used to do it all the time, where you press on the skateboard and it goes up on its side and you stand on the trucks. 
Yeah, what was it called? Was it like a peg stand? No, no, that's uh, that's bikes. Um, Reno's or I don't remember or something like that. The hell are they called? I don't know, man. Because I never did it. Yeah, but like I would be playing skate with someone, I'd do a kickflip, and then they do a kickflip, and then they do like, oh yeah, look at this Reno. I'm like, what? I can't do that shit. I'm gonna break an ankle. I remember I did it. My buddy had size 15 shoes. You think I can stand on a quarter inch truck? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um. I didn't, I, I don't know. I never knew that there was a name for that. I just thought it was a freestyle trick. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a Reno or something. I could be 1,000%. I don't even know like why I just considered it a peg stand. Yeah, I don't know. There's no pegs on scheme. Seriously. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> what was your go-to trick? Dude, I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that is a go-to trick, I guess. <laughs> I sucked at skate, man. Oh, like there my was, God, that was so funny. Like, to you're start, honest. Yeah, I mean, no one I mean, can like, say that you're not honest and that you're not a no, poser. God, yeah, seriously. Remember how bad that word hurt when you were younger? Yeah. So God, yeah. You're going to call me a poser at skate? I know, seriously. Could you even ollie, bro? No, but I'm working on it, you poser. There was, Get out of here, poser. You can't wear that audio shirt, you poser. Yeah. There was a, there was a skate park in, in Hamburg that we also go, we used to go to a lot, and then they moved it. It was right next to the police station, so that was great. Nothing. Because growing up, you always wanted to be the rebel and tell the cops off. Yeah. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> but anyways, there was... Um, Speaking of telling... Never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. No, we're not. We're not going there. <laughs> but anyways, we would drop in and then there was... um, I don't oh, even know what God. it was called, but there's basically a box in the center and then there was a rail on one side mm-hmm. and then just two ramps and a flat top. Yep. So I would do a 180 off of the side. Oh, okay. And I felt like I was going pro. But I landed, and my my back foot, which then became your front foot, was in the pocket of the, the tail. Mm-hmm. And oh, I snapped my tail. Oh, really? And I was so poopy. Damn. I'm like, come on, the one time I would have landed. Yeah, it. what was your board? What did you use? So, my go-to was... This is a very niche topic. Yeah. Niche topic, niche topic, Ni- whatever. Yeah. Um, only like four subscribers are going to get this, but I really enjoy this. So keep going. Okay. So I used, my favorite was pig when pig actually made boards. Oh yeah. Wow. That was a while ago. Yeah, dude. And then I also liked Baker and flip. Baker was mine. Really? I Baker. I had that. I couldn't stand element at no. all. Well, I thought element was just over like hyped it. Yeah, I'm like, you guys are so annoying. Yeah. Earth, wind, water, fire. Uh, earth, like, really? Earth, wind, water. I'm like, you know what? I hope that some, the opposite just ruins all your elements. Yeah. You're the, annoying. <laughs> Jesus. The, uh, the board that I had was that black Baker board with the green Baker letters. Me too. That was, oh really? Yeah. Dude, fucking prime. Got Love you. It. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, we used to like, my biggest trick that I used to do was hard flips. But those things were so... Oh, yeah. Dude, they me were too, so bro. hard. They yeah. were so hard. Pop Shovitz, bro. Uh, <laughs> Pop Shovitz, bro. Uh, <laughs> the Pine Gang. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I used to do uh, hard flips all the time. And me and Steve used to go to uh, El- or East Aurora all the time and skate around East Aurora with a bunch of my high school friends. Nice, and, Like, dude. do sets and stuff. It, it was a lot of fun. I miss those days. Okay, so you're one of those guys? Yeah. You would, you would call it a set instead of a staircase? Oh, yeah. It was a set. Or if it was long steps, like instead of the steps being like a foot, they were two and a half feet. It's called a hubba. Oh. Fucking hitting that hubba, bro. 180 off that and fall. Love it. Favorite move. <laughs> How you? So I remember we went downtown once and I skated um, the, I think it was either Family Court or it was 95 Franklin and all the marble. 
that used to oh, be yeah. around the buildings. Mm-hmm. We used to just grind on those, really? and then security would show up in about, I don't know, three seconds. Yeah. So you would have one attempt before they got there. Mm-hmm. We were like, no, we're going to stick it to the man. This is not a crime. <laughs> yeah. They're like, eh. It's like... It's damaging property. Yeah, it's a because, county building or damaging yeah, property. Yeah, you gotta grease it up or wax it up and everything like that, and it just doesn't work. No. Did you ever get into snowboarding then after that, or no? No. I got into snowboarding years later, and... Oh, so you do snowboard. I mean, I fall with grace with a board attached to my feet. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I suck, bro. So, I snowboarded on leave, actually, and I literally fell down the mountain. Really? Dude, it was horrible. Because, Would you ever go again? Yeah. If it was like a bunny hill, and then one of my buddies that's actually great at snowboarding was there to teach me. But <clears throat> So, Steve is trying to get me out going snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And I haven't snowboarded in probably about, it, it has to be like seven years at this point. I used to snowboard a lot. Like, I was hitting rails, like skateboarding. And then one time, I wasn't wearing a helmet because I was an idiot. And I hit a rail or this box, the board flew out from under me because it was super, like I wasn't over it correctly, nailed my head against the box. And I was like, okay, I'm done. And I never went snowboarding ever since. So I want to go. I don't have a board or anything, but I definitely want to go again. So me, you and Steve will have to go because Steve's going up to friggin' uh, like Vermont. No, he's going in Canada somewhere with his buddies to go snowboarding down a mountain. I'm like, yeah, okay, me too. Yeah. Those kids go pro at like nine. Right. So Steve's going to do it. And you, me and Steve should go because that'd be a riot. You can watch me try to backside board again because that used to be my go-to. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. If backside I had board. a, if I had to pick one trick, because you remember you used to buy those like little rails that oh, were yeah. like four oh, inches yeah. off the ground. Oh yeah. Yeah. Before, it had like a little kick in it. And you're like, yeah, dude, I got it. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> you were worried about losing the pins yep. for the brackets yep. to stand it. So anyways, oh, that what used to be times. my, that used to be it. I would always try to do. Like a pop shove it into a backside board and just break teeth. But break teeth. dude, it was just crazy. Face. There was a buddy that we used to skate with who was actually sponsored and we thought he was like pro because he was sponsored. Yeah. And Which is far from it, I realized. Yeah, but at the same time it's Hamburg. Like right. that I mean that's actually that's kinda going somewhere. Right, yeah. In well, yeah. Hamburg, New York to get sponsored. But anyways, he he did a backside You had two months out of the year to actually skate or else there's snow on the ground. So yeah. It's pretty impressive. He hit a backside lip slide and then he was able to essentially ollie off the rail. And I've never seen that before in real life. Oh really? And I was like, How do you how is that possible? Like it defies physics. Like there's nothing to ollie on, but you're still able to ollie off of the mm-hmm. rail. Like what what? And he's like, You just do it. And I was like, yo, okay. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. Make your dreams come true. Like the Shia LaBeouf, just do it face. And I'm staring at him like, I can't understand how you just pop shove it out of a backside lip slide. What else was your go-to when you were younger? What other sports did you play? I was all football. Yeah. My mom. I keep correcting my posture. My posture is so bad. You're good. Or man. it used to be bad. But like, I find myself slump, sl- like slumping over a little bit. But I got to keep remembering, like, back straight. Back straight. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah, my mom was hesitant <laughs> to get me into football, like, organized football for, like, Pee But I played baseball growing up. I played baseball for about 13 years. And we go camping a lot. And then she didn't allow me to play baseball anymore because she wanted to take me camping. So, all right, sounds good. Then we go to Allegheny, rent out, like, the cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. the whole family. And then we would make 
my family makes special chili. So <laughs> my family's famous chili. <laughs> so we'd all show up. All the parents would just get blasted. The secret is in the onions. Hell yes. And then all the kids would just run around the woods, start fires, throw mud at each other, wrestle, play football. Yeah. It was amazing. And then um, after that, once I got into middle school, I started playing football. Got caught my first year tryout. Did you? Yeah. I was afraid to hit. And then next year trying out, I wasn't afraid to hit. And I said, well, the pads will protect me and who cares? Mm-hmm. I got nothing to lose. And then became a little torpedo, little Mikey running around, you know? And then uh, I honestly wasn't, I didn't think I'd play football for a long time. I thought I was going to play for like a year or two years, be done, move on. And then it actually rode me through all of high school. And I got two college letters that Did you really? I didn't know about. So oh, shit. at 16, Where were they for? so at 16, I moved out of my mom's house and moved in with a buddy. So and they're 15 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. So, before I start this story, I should move this because I'm going to need more. Just kidding. So, yeah, no, really. Me too. The, no, I'm just saying because this, this part of my life sucks. Oh. So, at 16, I moved out of my mom's house. A lot of reasons, but um, she she was going south with like her, her drinking and abuse and stuff like that. So, I moved out at 16 after the 5-0 showed up. So, Jesus. I moved in with a buddy um, and then finished high school at his house and then going through the courts to figure out like who was going to get custody and stuff like that. So that was, that was a grand old time, but I was playing great football cause I was super angry. And that was my, that was my escape because I was always told by coaches, oh, sure. you will do things on the football field that you can't do on the streets and you would get arrested for. So just mm-hmm. vent here. And that was it. Like that was a light bulb. So I, You're I would literally haymakers at kids. <laughs> I would just like, dude. I would sprint as hard as I could and just wallop kids. Yeah. And I'd always lose because I wasn't big. Um, because I would just like hit linemen in the hole, like trying to blitz, like Tremaine Edmonds, except he he <laughs> yeah. could like do it. And I would just like get pancaked, and they would laugh at me. So the, uh, I was told actually the starting linebacker at the time, he's a really good guy. He told me that I should start working out, and I'm like, for what? Like I. What is that? A th- that's a thing. And he's like, well, yeah, like you need to get bigger so you can play. And I was like, okay. So I went to the gym, um, went to the weight room one day after school. And then I went with a buddy who was actually like the starting defensive end at the time. And then we just worked out together every day after school. And then it became a thing where I would work out after school until five Damn. because I didn't want to go home. Yeah. So I would take the detention bus without being in detention because I would just live in the weight room or I would, I would lift like depending on the day I'd work, I'd work out until like four and then take the four o'clock bus home. Um, so moved out of my mom's at 16, lived with my buddy and his parents, thank God. And then finished my senior year at his house. And then my mailing address never changed. So when I finished high school, my senior year, all my buddies were getting letters or offers or like looks different invites to stuff. And then I'm like, well, they're like, what about you? Like, you know, you started all year. And I'm like, I, I didn't get anything. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, like maybe something will come. Like, who knows? And then uh, my coach told me, like, I was um, honorable mention for, like, all team or whatever. Um, but in Frontier, it's a big di- – like, you're used to it, too, for Iroquois. Like, you're mm-hmm. playing a lot of schools. So, oh, yeah. for Section 6, it, it was a lot. But at the same time, it's not like Ohio or – down south where football's life and you're yeah. playing the best of the best. But for where we were in Buffalo, we were in the toughest section. Like mm-hmm. section six is a lot of the bigger schools with 450 plus graduating oh, yeah. kids per class. So 
I ended up getting two letters from D3 schools at my mom's place. And she never told me because obviously there was the huge spute and everything else. Mm-hmm. So she never told me that I got college letters. And then I found them years later. And then I told my dad, I was like, hey, I found two letters from colleges to play football that I didn't know about. And then he was pissed. Oh, I bet. Because if I got those letters, there was like a 95% chance I would have taken at least one of them on ego alone just so I can like go play college football. Mm-hmm. But instead I went to community, I went to a, yeah, community college and then I joined the army because I didn't know anything else. Right. And I was like, well, screw it. I'll just join the army. And then that was it. That was the rest of my life until now at Damn. 27 years old. So yeah, the, uh, I found him in a box and then, uh, yeah. So it was wild. And then it does suck for sure. But yeah, I mean, dude, the, there's there a was, lot of shit that happened outside of that. That never would have happened if you seriously went. So, I mean, I never would have met your you. wife. I never would have I mean, met you. Me first, obviously. Obviously, but your, your, you first. Your future wife, dude. Yeah. You wouldn't have worked at where you do now and met her. I know. So, I mean, it, things do definitely happen for a reason, and that sucks, but. Dude, it was crazy. Like, yeah, I, I would be pissed, too, dude. That there was so close. much stuff that I found. So, like, so, so she died uh, February 2018 at the six-month mark into my deployment. So, I came home for the service and then flew back and finished my deployment. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so when I went, um, when I went to the house after the service, I found a bunch of stuff and then my stepdad's like take take like whatever you want like mm-hmm. all this stuff is yours anyway so go through it and like you know all photos or whatever and I was like okay so we're doing that whole process which sucked and then um I found him I found the letters Damn. and I'm just like I I almost went to my knees dude I was so just like distraught because there was about six seven years that I didn't talk to my mom at all mm-hmm. even when she was alive like we just didn't talk yeah so the whole relationship like fell out, but yeah, it sucks. And then now that she passed, there's nothing that, you know, Yeah. I mean, the only way that I could talk to her is basically through like a medium. Right. If, if, you know, if you like believe in that, but right. Yeah, dude, it's wild. Do you believe in that stuff? I do. Yeah. But dude, it sucked. The whole thing sucked. Yeah. Cause it would have been cool just to say that like I played in college, oh, even yeah. if it was D3, just to, just to have that experience and the camaraderie with the boys. And, but still like what isn't UB is considered D1, right? UB? Yeah. 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 So, like, what's a D, D3 school around here? Like, Buff State? Yeah. Buff State, Allegheny, Thiel, places like that. I mean, people like those make it to the pros, though. And who knows? You could have played two years there and then get scouted by a D1 school. Yeah. I don't know. That shit happens all the time. Yeah. But I, even still, I mean, the size that I am, I don't think I would have started at linebacker. They would have moved me to probably safety. Dude, you're 6'3". I'm 6'1 and a quarter without shoes. I'm 6'2". Shut up. I swear to God. No, you're not. Okay. Let's get a tape measure out. We'll record it for the for the Instagram story. But dude, coming out of high school, I was six I was six one, one eighty five. Oh shit, you were small. Yeah, I like I needed that meal plan, bro. Like I was so into <laughs> yeah, I was so into running. And that was the other thing too, because like all the stuff that happened with my mom when I moved I left my buddy's house after high school and then I moved into my dad's house in West Seneca and I I don't know anything about West Seneca. Yeah. So I would run West Seneca. I would run anywhere from two to 13 miles. Jesus Christ. At a time. What? I became like a distance runner moving into my dad's because I'm like, well, I'm not going to waste money on gas to learn the roads. I'll just run it and then figure out my neighborhood. I'll start there. And I'm that was like. disgusted. Huh? Running 13 miles. Who the hell do you think you are? Dude, I was into it. Like it was such an escape <laughs> to like mentally get away from everything. And then God. I ran the furthest distance I ran. 
I was actually supposed to with a friend, and then she got hit with chin splints, but she was my running partner. Um, and now she's my travel agent for my honeymoon. It's there amazing. But she, uh, I ran from my dad's to my buddy's house that I moved into in Lakeview. I ran so far away. 16 and a half miles. Jesus. In two hours and 55 minutes. It's a 10-minute per mile pace. And then three days, three, four days after that, I left for basic training. Cannot relate anything to this conversation. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> I ran 16 and a half miles to Lakeview. My buddy drove me home. And then, uh, like, four days later, I left for the School of Boys at Fort Benning. In infantry school. school of boys. Yeah, that's what, that's what they call the, it. The furthest I ran, it was back in, like, my health kick. <laughs> Down my driveway yeah, to get the mail. was to the fridge. <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the furthest I ran was... Uh, Back when I lived at my mom's house, we... That was in the sticks, right? I mean, it was in Alma, yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't like real sticks because we were right on the border of West Seneca. So we were... Oh, you were a poser? Yeah, we were a poser. We were, <laughs> we were an Alma poser. Uh, we... It was like a three-mile drive, or it doesn't matter if you're driving or walking, but three miles from my mom's house to my the place that I got to get my tires rotated and stuff. Okay. So I dropped my car off and then I ran home. Good which for was you. Three miles, and then I ran back, which was another three miles to pick it up. Um, but yeah, that was the furthest I ran. But that was back when I was like the incredibly fit version of myself, where I was six to one ninety or something like that. And that just not now the furthest I do run is to the fridge, or I love maybe it. to Picasso's. I might run because that's not even a mile away. <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to start running. You should because I I do want to. But the thing is, is I just get so bored. Just like reading. For some reason, I just can't. I can't do reading. I, I really just can't. Because my mind starts wondering or wandering. Not wondering. It's not really wondering much. It's wondering why I'm doing this. But it starts wandering about different <laughs> things that I could be doing. And then I just get bored and I'll I'll stop running. Like I need somebody to run with. That way they'll force me to keep running. Because I know I can run for a while, but as soon as I hit like a half mile mark, I'm like, this would be a good time to start walking, even though I don't need to. That's just who, who I am. That's who I am as a person. Like, you don't just like space out? No. I start thinking about everything. Yeah, but that's what you should do is just think about everything and just immerse yourself in, in that thought so you forget that you're running. But then I start thinking about my breathing pattern, which is making me think about running, which is making me not breathe correctly while I'm running, so, which is making my muscles tense up, which is making me tired, I gotcha. which is just a downward spiral of me not wanting to run. Can I give you a tip? Yeah, please do. All right. Listen the, to this too at home for, for a tip if you guys want to start running. The first thing New Year's resolution, start running. Yeah. The first thing <laughs> you really realistically should do is invest in running shoes. Most people negate that and they're like, shoes are shoes. We're lucky to have shoes. There's kids in Africa that outrun me that have no shoes. Like, okay. I mean, that's true. Yeah, it is, but... Don't forget you're in the U.S. and you have that option, so do it. Um, that's also coming from a former running shoe salesman. But anyways. Sure. Yeah, the, I feel like I'm getting the dicks part of you right now. The yeah, dicks sporting so, part. So running shoes is huge because that will alleviate a lot of pain that you'll experience, the especially splint, getting into it. Shin splints are a bitch. Yeah. So stretching is key. Um, but the biggest thing is start slow and then get your breathing right. Okay, so what should your breathing be? Okay. It's it's person to person. However, what I do is two in one out, and it's I'm a mouth breather, and I don't. There's so many people that are like in through your nose, out through your mouth. Cool, but that's person to person. Like if that's not how you breathe and you're not comfortable with it, then don't try to force yourself to do that. Right. So what I do is two in one out with my feet. So I time it. So I go. Um, I'll exaggerate it. I go. 
and then I match my feet to that beat and pace. So no matter how fast I run, I keep that same breathing, and then I just put on a song on repeat that I can run to, and then I literally mentally drift and forget that I'm running. And then after a mile, my aches and pain in my lower back are gone, and then I'm actually in my running groove and my runner's pace, and then I just mentally space out. You know, I can't wait a mile for my aches and pains to be gone because a mile is my ending point. It you Well, that's fine, but... You, I, I'm giving to, myself a lot of credit. A quarter mile is my ending point. Which still, that's fine, because a quarter mile now is more than you did before. But the the it's biggest true. thing is, Truth. I like there's so I have a lot of issues like physically and with my body <laughs> that I have to I have to work through those. Yeah, and it's it's really just like getting the kinks out, moving the blood, and then once I'm into that zone, I'm just gone. There's a lot of times throughout the summer that I just tell Conley I'm going for a run. And she's like, okay. And I'll typically do it after I cut the grass. I'll cut the front and the back. I'm warmed up because I, I push it. I don't ride it. And then I'm I, I'm all juiced like up. Like a fucking beta. Yeah. Well, no. Because like I'm Riding all, like a beta. Uh, yeah. No. Like push well, your yeah. lawn. Push the lawn. Get so, the lines in there. Yeah. Come like, on. What are you doing? I get super juiced up because <laughs> I just made my lawn immaculate. And I'm like, that's the, that's the standard. And then I'm all fired up. And I'm like, let's go for a run now. And then I literally have my running shoes in the garage. I throw them on. And my headphones are already in because I'm cutting the grass. And then I just leave. I'm like, see you later. And then I come back after two miles. And I was like, hell yeah shrinking the waist you know burning the calories i I do gotta start trying to look good naked because what what i want to do is run in the morning before i go to work yeah that would be ideal for me Mm -hmm. because that way i do the cardio fasted come home have a breakfast because i don't normally eat breakfast but i want to start eating breakfast but go run in the morning come back eat like or have a shake or something like that and then go work out after afternoon 2020 new Derek, bro just sitting here peeled. Yeah, as I'm drinking whiskey and just had pizza today. I'm proud I'm of you. Just kidding, I did not have pizza today. I'm on like a little health kick right now. Are you? Yeah. Conley's actually making dinner now. Yeah. Because the national championship game is tonight. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, So Are you nervous? Surprised you're not repping the hat, bro. We're not going to talk about Dude, I got this fresh haircut. I know, that's true. You do look fresh. So, I'm, I'm rocking that. I'm letting the people see it. <laughs> Letting the fresh lettuce shelf through the shirt. Fresh lettuce. A little bit of chest hair. Dude, I got it all the time. I actually didn't rebutton my button for when I put the uh Let it air out. On, but just Let it like, air just out. Go, just, oh. Dude, all right. Ah, Kelly Clarkson. I gotta I gotta tell you. <laughs> I was getting I was getting measured for my suit. What the hell just happened? You get disconnected? You Hello? 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 I can hear you. Go for it. Okay. So I was getting measured for my suit for the wedding. And the guy measured my chest, and he's like, all right, 42 inches. He's like, oh, you're a big bitch. No. <laughs> so, I mean, dude, it was this little, it was like a little boy, and he's measuring me. Where'd you go? Men's Warehouse. Right over here at Galleria? Yeah. Dude, who, I, I went there, too, to get my suit measured. Love them. So, Mike was the one that typed it all in, but I forgot the other kid's name. Come on, don't put me on the spot like that, man. Okay. So, anyways, so he's measuring me while Mike's typing everything in. So... He's he's measuring my chest, and I, he's like, okay, relax your arms, put him down. So I put him down, and then he measures basically my bust line, and he's like, okay, 42 inches. And I was like, weak. 
And then he's just like, well, you have six inches on me, so... And I just, like, I look at him, and then Colleen's over there just, like, smirking, and I'm like, oh my god, that's pathetic. Like, are you sure 42? I was 42 inches at 19 down in Benning. And then Colleen's like, I wouldn't be surprised if you literally go in the parking lot and start doing push-ups right now. Jesus. Dude, I have five months. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to look incredible on my wedding day. Did you put... Not a lot of oil in it, but if you put it... The drops him. The okay. droppy drop. I went a little bit. But yeah, I dude, I'm obsessed with my numbers. Like 17-inch neck, 42-inch chest. Like, I want to be yoked on my wedding day. What is yoked? Oh, 1742? That's yoked for you? Or is that what no, you are that's, now? No, that's what I'm at right now. And what is pathetic. yoked for you? I, I don't know. Probably 22-inch neck like a bullfrog. <laughs> just sitting there, just absolutely shredded. <laughs> yeah, like my neck just flows into my traps. And then I want dinner plates for traps. Like, go ahead, pour your dinner cereal milk inside. Oh eat it with God. a spoon. That's how big of a dip I want when in When was the last time you were at the gym? Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? I haven't been in the gym in two weeks. I'm pissed. Oh, my God. I love you. You're so funny. Why? You are so funny. I'm, Dude, I'm juiced up. I get to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm fired up. Why haven't you gone in two weeks? I'm too freaking busy with the holidays, man. And, and the then, pod, bro. And the, the pod. pod and then now I'm dealing with... So here's... Remember we talked about New Year's resolutions? Re- revolutions, yeah. Yeah, revolutions. <laughs> I'm letting all those people show up for the first two weeks. There you go. Get absolutely demoralized and then quit so I can walk into the gym. You're one of those that demoralizes them? Like, no. Piece of shit. No, 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 no. I support everyone who walks into the gym because they're trying. However, if you quit, I'm taking your soul on the way out of the door, consuming it and using it for energy there because you you're a quitter. Right. I don't have time for that. Like, life's too short for quitting. Get over yourself. Remember your why and keep pushing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I get fired up, dude. It's the same way on ruck marches. When people would fall out of rucks, I would literally lap or pass people that were failing. And I'm just like, you're pathetic. And I would take their soul and then yell at them. I'm like, I literally just ate your soul. And I would tell them that. And then ruck on. All right, so five months to the wedding. You gotta, you, you gotta, <laughs> Dude, I'm fired up. I'm bro. like a 17 and a half inch neck right now. What do you want to be? Okay, so hold on. So you're, what's your height and weight? I am 6'3", 240 right now. Okay, I'm 6'2", 210 right now. Okay. A little bit of a difference, I guess. You have zero fat on you. I have fat on me. You'd be surprised how much fat's on me. But anyway, I would love to get... Like, by the time the year is over, I really want to stick to this, which is a pretty long timeline. But by the time, no, I lied. By the time your wedding, we're going to put goals on this, which is your wedding. I want to be 6'3", 220. Okay. I think that'd be a healthy weight for me. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, dude. I will literally scream at you through the phone Please and do. in person to Let's keep you this. on track. We'll update the pod as we as we go along. All right, man. I'm already down three pounds since uh, Gina and I started this health cleanse. I told you, dude, my biggest thing is just the amount of food that I eat. I can literally eat a full pizza. I'm not even kidding you. I can literally eat a full pizza. The Macy's Double Stack, my favorite thing in the entire world. It's that two. Yeah, yeah, you can have a full one of those? pound. No, that's a pound, a slice. I've had four of them, which is the equivalent to like a full pizza. I can consume so much food that the issue is now is training my brain that Little, smaller amounts of food is enough for me from a nutritional perspective. It's just your stomach that gets used to it because your stomach will start to shrink and then you'll literally fill up faster. Right. But like the thing is that I don't stick long enough to do that. 
So three that's months. the whole thing. So three months. We got it. Let's do it. If you're consistent for 90 days, you'd be surprised how easy it is to remain consistent. I'm yeah. stoked for you. Let's do it, bro. Let's get the veins in the arms. Let's, 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 I was just talking before. I'm like, I'm jealous how big your arms are than mine right now. <laughs> Dude, I literally haven't been in the gym in two weeks. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Flex on him. The Flex on him. <laughs> no. So, um, so, real quick. So, your parents divorced at two. And then, did both of your parents stay in Elma? Or did one stay there and one, one go way off? We can continue this conversation next week. Uh, because we're already at an hour. Come on. Yeah. So we'll continue this conversation next week to talk about my family history. All right. But basically, just to sum up, you're right. I my parents were divorced when I was two. My dad then moved to initially Orchard Park. He had an apartment in Orchard Park. My mom stayed in Elma. My mom still is in the house that I grew up in. Which is, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So like, my dad moved to Orchard Park, and then he moved to Sloan, and now he's in Lancaster. Uh, and then my mom stayed in West or er, in Elma next to my grandma. My mom has some health issues right now, which we can also talk about next week if we wanted to. But, uh, yeah, so that's basically the start of the childhood, and we'll get into it next week because we got to get into the some cocktails and whiskey rating. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay, we so. We have a lot that we still have to talk about, and it's been an hour. All right, no problem. All right, Derek, drop the beef <laughs> for the cocktail section. <laughs> Less aggressive this time, but still there. Still there. You know. So my brother. My cocktail. Brother. There you go. Alright, continue. Goodness. <laughs> the bring in figgy pudding is my cocktail. The what? Bring in figgy pudding. Bring in figgy pudding. I I knew a I knew a kid in uh middle school that we called Figgy. His last name was Figueroa, so we called him Figgy. I have a buddy named Fig. Oh. Similar. Yeah, his last name's Figaro. Person. Oh, never mind. Well, anyways, two and a half. He's the one. He's the one that came up with Bobby Board Shorts at Oyster Bay. So, <laughs> nice. so this is the cocktail off of the the Finger Lakes Distilling website. It's two and a half ounces of fig infused Mackenzie bourbon, 0.75 ounces of maple syrup, 0.5 ounces of lemon juice, and 0.25 ounces of balsamic vinegar. What? And one lemon peel. And, Balsamic vinegar in a cocktail. And two dashes of orange bitters. Wow. Yeah. So when we post this on the on the gram, if you don't follow our Instagram, we post on our Instagram as well for the cocktail section. Cocktail so you Tuesday, can see these. cocktail Thursday. Yeah. So the photo is actually pretty cool for this one. So it's how much balsamic vinegar? 0.25 ounces. It's, yeah. it's literally if, a dash. If you put any more than that, that's it. That's the whole drink because yeah, you're just drinking much. vinegar. Too much. That's... That's really interesting. Can you pull up really quick what mine is called? Because I forgot to write it down. Yeah, I it's got it. the it's the first one. Yeah, hold on. <clears throat> I got you. So my cocktail, while Mike's looking it up, is half a cup of Mackenzie Rye. So this is kind of a bulk, a bulk make. So you're making this for probably a party or a group of friends. So a half cup of Mackenzie Rye, a half cup of Finger Lakes Cassis liquor, fifteen drops of Fee Brothers Cranberry bitters, two cups of fresh apple cider four whole cloves, and four short cinnamon sticks. And you're going to put that in a crock pot and turn it on low for an hour, and it's going to cook. It's an interesting take on a cocktail, but it sounds fantastic. And it's called the Mackenzie Scarf. Mackenzie Scarf, that's what it was. Yep. Okay. Boom. Scarf. Oh, yeah. Scarf. All the things. Yeah. So, 
We still have some football news to talk about, and we still have some upcoming episodes, interviews, and we have to do the ratings. So let's extend the football talk right now if you want. Is that cool, or do you got stuff that you want to talk about? No, I just wanted to say that uh, your boy, Dable, did not get the head coaching job at Cleveland. So mad. Yeah. Uh, Vikings offensive coordinator did, Stefanski, right? Correct. Yeah, so he got the head coaching job. Um, Who did they uh, lose to? Who did the Vikings lose to? Not this. uh, San Francisco. They did, yes, yeah. that's right. Okay, so the only thing that I want to touch on is that the NFL is a conspiracy. Oh my so goodness! So I want to get banned from the NFL, just like Dave Portnoy, because he's my hero. Um, but honestly, if you're not into conspiracy theories, which I'm not, like this is all a joke. I'm joking. There's no conspiracy in the NFL. But with all of the missed calls and like the shoddy refereeing that's happening this year, and the fact that. Green Bay and Kansas City are two teams that are remaining for the Super Bowl, which would be a repeat of the first Super Bowl ever during the 100th anniversary of football. One of the teams is going to lose. It's probably going to be Green Bay. So, Dude, it's going to be Green Bay and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Watch. Let's, let's Green Bay is going to upset San Francisco, and it's going to be crazy. because Okay, so the Kansas City game, they were down 24 nothing in the first quarter, and then Pat Mahomes was like, never mind. And he threw four touchdowns in a quarter. Listen, it made the Bills fans feel better. It did make the Bills Bills the, the it did make the Bills fans feel better. Yeah. Um. But still, they were Pat Mahomes is an elite player. Yes. Don't get me wrong. But there were also some extremely controversial pass interference calls that put the Kansas City Chiefs in scoring territory real quick. Not saying that Texans could have stopped Mahomes because they probably couldn't have. But at the same time, they set him up for success. It will be interesting to see Kansas City and Green Bay in the Super Bowl just to hear the conspiracy theorists theorize. Sure. You like that? Yeah, I do. All right. Ending of the Super Bowl talk, or NFL talk. Boom. Because I'm done with it. All right. Upcoming episodes. I do want to touch on this because we have a ton, 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 ton of content coming out. Yes. And I want everybody that listens to this episode to share it. It's going to be a long one. We're like about an hour and 15 minutes already. I know. So, so <laughs> but, blast but it. We got a ton of upcoming episodes coming up, a ton of interviews. It's going to be great. And we're actually venturing into stuff other than whiskey because you and I are not naive. We know that whiskey is in a niche market. We'll say it that way. It's niche from now on. It's probably not the correct way, but whiskey is a niche market and people don't always like whiskey. So what we're going to do is we're going to use our platform to help promote local businesses, which is what you and I intended to do. That being said, next week, we're going to be interviewing the gentleman at Briar Brothers Brewing, which is located in Clarence. Amazing dudes. Williamsville, technically. Yeah, correct. So we are going to be going out there and interviewing them to talk about their product, which is going to be a great, great show. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be all beers, all their beers that they do. All dub beers. Yeah, all dub be- Crack one open for the boys, bro. <laughs> we should have done this interview on a Saturday. Crack one open for the boys, you know. Saturdays are for them. Um, so share this video. Let people know that we're going to be doing this. That way they can be subscribed and tune in for this interview because it's going to be great. Then other than that, the ne- following week, we got Western New York Heroes, bro. Yes. The guy from Western New York Heroes, which is going to be another amazing interview. If you guys aren't all... Uh, caught up on what we're doing we're getting shirts made they're about halfway done right now because it's a pretty manual process but a portion of the proceeds that we make are going to be going to western new york heroes so we want to have an episode dedicated to him for him to talk about his uh the whole charity that we're going to be donating to and just what they stand for and all that 
After that, Hartman's. Boom. Justin Boom. Hartman from Hartman's Distilling. Justin's back. Great dude. We met him at the uh, Christmas Search event. He's going to be on the podcast. Then next, Steelbound. Boom. Hitting him hard. Left, right, left. Punch, punch, punch. You know, jab. <laughs> Uppercut. You know, heart, uh, Steelbound. We're going to be going down to Ellicottville. Interviewing the head distiller at Steelbound. You know, just keep going. Three chord next. Boom. Tony DeYoung is coming back, bro. We're going to be the podcast that they released the new whiskey on. Huge. 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 And we're going to have so many partnerships with him going forward. He's been a really great resource for us. Yeah. We're very excited to continue working with him. Oh, yes. After that, we're going to do Buffalo Distilling Round 2. Round Round 2. We're going to get those boys back because they've had some great accomplishments with their building. Uh, They have some new release uh, whiskey, or not whiskeys, but spirits that they want to announce on the episode. And they're just doing a lot to where they are. And they want to touch on that. So, yeah. That's going to be coming up soon. And then we also have a, a local uh, Buffalo f- photographer, right, Mike? Sure do. Call it out, bro. Tell him. Tell him. Wozniak Photography is going to be on the pod. And I'm stoked for this because Dave and I have been friends for a long time. And that'll give you guys a glimpse into the wedding industry. So I'm excited for that mm-hmm. because Dave is a wealth of knowledge, years and years of experience. And he's actually got a pretty damn successful yeah. photography business in our area so i'm stoked we have a ton of content coming up so please make sure we we do all these interviews and we help promote these local businesses but it doesn't help them enough if we just have our subscribers right now hearing them it helps because you guys are learning about these places and these distilleries and these breweries and these other companies but share it with your friends let them know that this is what we're doing and this is our goal yes because if you guys also have any recommendations of people that you want us to interview let us know we're not going to be sticking with distilleries just solely distilleries from here on out we're going to be going to every local buffalo business and promoting them because that is what you and i want to do is to help build buffalo yes awesome and the surrounding areas because boom boom finger lakes Dude, I hit a second wind or something because I am amped. You're all fired up talking, talking about, about this pod, bro. Talk about it. Do it. So, so yeah, so 2020 started. So now we're reaching out to local Buffalo businesses and business owners. And we're going to feature them on the pod so that we can update you guys with what is available in your area, uh, including Rochester, Southern Tier, and the Finger Lakes. Hell yeah. And the Northern Counties. The Northern. Can't forget the boys up north. Nope. So let's do the rating and wrap this up. Yeah, because this has been a long one. Our longest one yet, Mike. What was it episode whoop, whoop. 16? Episode 16. Well, All right. Finger Lakes Distilling. Finger Lakes Distilling. Straight whiskey bourbon. Oh, goodness. Bourbon whiskey, as some people call it. All right, so. What do you got? Label. You love this label. I'll, I'll let you rate this. I do. This is an A++. A++. I'm down. I'll agree with that. Boom. Mm. Nailed it. Jesus. Taking down equipment. Nose. Uh, all right. Let me step away from the mic so I don't get yelled at. All right. I'm getting a maple and a salted caramel. I'm getting vanilla. And a little spice. Jesus. This is our fifth beep, which means we're closing We're closing in on an hour and a half, just so you know. Who cares? It's our podcast. We'll do what we want. Yeah, we'll it's the it. free market. Yeah. Free market. All right. Nose. I'm getting a lot of stuff. Yeah, but what do you want to rate it? A plus plus plus. Agreed. It's actually really gentle. It's very gentle, and it has a lot of sweet notes to it. 
and not many harsh notes, which makes you want to keep drinking. Yeah. Initial taste. We just took one. I'm going to take another if it's okay with you. I gave you permission. You can taste very, 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 very subtle pepper. Which is because they put rye in their bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. They're, what, 25% rye or 15% rye? 20. Right in the middle. That is <clears throat> very uncommon, I feel, with, with bourbon whiskey. Because bourbon whiskey is predominantly corn, and it has to be aged for a certain number of years for it to be called bourbon. Bro. Bourbon doesn't normally con- con- or contain rye. Toffee. Okay, I can get behind that. Toffee. I'm picking up toffee hard. Toffee and vanilla. I can pick that up. All right, writing that down. Mm. You're right. Ending note, I'm getting more more of the pepper. Yeah, because the burn Mm -hmm. gives you that hint of pepper on the end. So we'll go vanilla toffee for the initial, initial taste. And then on the ending note, I'm picking up more of like a pepper and a, a wheat or grain taste to it. Oak? Bread. Oak. Let me see if I can. I'm sorry. Yeah, I could taste a little oak. But I'm really tasting more of the pepper and like the sweet malted barley. Yeah. Does that make sense? I know that there's an ingredient in bourbon, but it's not like... Normally, you don't get that huge taste to it. No, we'll go wheat. Yeah. All right. What do you want to rate it for the initial taste? Honestly, I want to keep it A++. I'm really I'm really digging Agreed. three yeah. pluses. No, this is, this is a consistent old school classic whiskey. Yeah. It's amazing. Ending notes. Rating. You know what I'm going to give it. A++. All right. You, you down with that? Yeah. Oh, boy. This is going to be a high one. All right. Take one last sip. Memorize it. That's so good, dude. It's very good. I know my rating. All right. Ready? Drop that countdown. Three, two, one. 96. 97.5. There we go. Nice. I like this one, dude. This one's a good one. This is, this is up there with... The cask and crew and the, the Hartmans. The cask and crew and the Hartmans. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. This is good. This is very, very good. We're very happy that we found this place. If there are some distilleries that you know that we haven't reached out to yet, just shoot us a message. Yeah. Tag us for yeah. sure. Kind of going off of that and just so we can wrap up this episode. If you don't follow us on Instagram and Facebook, please do. We're at the Buffalo Happy Hour 12. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're also available on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so on. Make sure you follow us on those and subscribe to us on YouTube. That way you know every single episode that we post because, like we said, we got a ton of interviews coming up. and We don't want you to miss it, and please share this with some of your friends because we want to grow this channel. We want to continue highlighting everything that Buffalo has to offer, including but not limited to whiskey, beers, and other small businesses. So please share and let us know what you think. Comment, leave a comment down below, even rate us on Facebook because you can give us a rating 
like a five star or four star or whatever and then tell us why you like the podcast yeah you know oh yeah also let us know because we're getting the shirts back and we're already like probably about halfway through selling them already yeah because they're going quick and we got to stop telling people that there's so much available because we might be running low on some sizes we got 50 total shirts so with literally 25 for you 25 for me yeah so i'm already up to i got my list excuse me i think i'm at 14 15 already yeah i'm pretty close to that too so make sure you let us know if you want a shirt quick because this is going to be the first order and probably the last for the time being we're probably not going to put in another order until summer yeah uh that way we can get some of the fall stuff in because our goal is to have t-shirts right now which is what we have made and then maybe like some log sleeve or sweatshirts coming in the fall time so let us know what you want and let us know if you'd be interested in that uh make sure again that you subscribe and uh, go buy some of this bourbon because this is fantastic and I'll let them know that we sent you absolutely mike this has been episode 16 16 of the buffalo happy hour podcast see you soon everybody drink responsibly and we're out When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.